Welcome to the Spiritually Expressed Human, a show where being spiritual means unleashing the badass within, and being human means listening to your heart's voice instead of the one in your head. Together, Susan will help you navigate the murky waters of life's emotional and spiritual experiences, those that likely caused you to live by someone else's directions, and find your true north so that you can become the spiritually expressed badass you are meant to be. Now here's your host, Susan Desenzi. Welcome back to the show. So this week we're going to dive a little bit more into what Melissa Seaman and I were talking about, about how to channel your genius. And my question for you and the title of this episode is, everyone has a genius inside of them, so where is yours? And I think what I really appreciated so much about our conversation last week was that, you know, when I asked Melissa about like what she would do if, say, an average Joe, quote unquote, came to her, and she pointed out that average Joes aren't really going to ever seek her out, but that if someone were to have taken her soul gift quiz and recognize that they've really been kind of hiding out their whole life as an average Joe or Jane, and not really ever felt validated or given themselves permission to be more than who they thought they were, that really they would be attracted to her. And it dawned on me, because, you know, for years and years, people would ask me, especially as I was venturing out on my own and looking at building a business in a different way, kind of outside that box, I wanted to step into my genius and really live from my zone of genius, as Gay Hendricks calls it in his book, I think it's called The Upper Limit. And he calls it zone of genius. And I've heard that term before as well, long before he wrote that book. But how do we step into that genius? How do we identify it? How do we step into that genius when we ourselves have been kind of believing that we are an average Joe or an average Jane. So I know that throughout my career, when people would ask me who I really love to work with, I would say the average Joe or Jane. And what I meant by that was that it was the person that was kind of forgotten right? It wasn't the person who necessarily was diagnosed with serious mental illness, who was getting help. And it wasn't the person who felt like they really had their life together because they didn't need anything either. And it was kind of like when I was in graduate school and I had to do a one-year internship, I had to do more than one, but one of the years that I had to do a year internship, I spent it at a junior high. And we created the youth agency I worked at, the full-time counselor that was there. We had a Title 20 grant at the time, and we had created a club called Success Club. And we went into a junior high once a week during their lunch periods for the 6th, 7th, and 8th grades. So we held three little sections for the 6th, 7th, and 8th grade boys and girls. And we told the social workers and the teachers there that we wanted recommendations of students that were considered average. 
And what we meant by that was, again, these weren't the kids who were very popular and getting A's and B's and doing well in school, and they weren't the children who had been given an individualized education plan called an IEP and were already getting some additional help and services by the social work team and you know other teachers and assistants there. They were those quote-unquote average kids who were kind of middle of the road. They were getting maybe Bs, Cs, and Ds. They weren't really that popular. They were kind of maybe a little picked on, and they were kind of falling through the cracks. And we wanted to create this club whereby every week we would go there during their their lunch period and we would meet with them and teach them different skills on leadership and having a voice and being able to recognize their strengths. And we took them on lots and lots of field trips with their parents' permission, of course, outside of school hours for various different things to help them learn and grow and evolve. And I was only with them for a year, but that counselor at that youth service agency kept that club going for years after. And I would stay in touch with her and periodically I would check in with her and we would find out from kids who were now in high school or had even graduated what that club had meant to them, how it had changed the course of their life because now they felt like they had some skills and tools. And the whole idea behind this show has always been the same kind of thing, to offer you some tools and skills on how to navigate that human experience that you've had up to this point and not become those experiences, how to be more connected to the spiritually expressed you, the genuine, authentic you that is inside and the spiritually expressed badass that you were born to be to find that genius within you and step in, to honor that part of you. And so when Melissa said that to me last week, and it dawned on me that I was referring to people as this average Joe or Jane in my work, right? Like the people who are kind of falling through the cracks and could use a little help and a little boost, but They're probably never going to seek out the services of a therapist directly, maybe. Maybe they will, but maybe not for long. And their life isn't quite what they want it to be. And it was kind of unfair of me to say that. You know, it was kind of unfair of me to kind of classify people like that. But when I would be asked that, and I would say the average Joe or Jane, what I also said, was that they were also the people that knew there was something more, that there was something missing. There was something deeper and greater within themselves that they weren't really following through on or could really identify or understand even. And they needed a little help to kind of step into that place and be aware of it and then step into it. That is the whole purpose of this show. So when I talk about We are spiritual beings having a human experience. It's that piece right there that you know, if you're listening right now, you know there's something more for you, that you are greater and grander and, you know, more powerful than maybe you've been taught to believe, that you are capable of anything and that truly anything is possible. 
that you are a being of infinite love and potential, that you are capable of connecting to that deepest part of you so that you can step into your full expression, allow that expression to be out in the world, creating the impact that you're here to make, and thus either designing and creating a business for yourself that earns you a living doing what you love and what you're passionate about and excited about, or it's in deepening a relationship that you know feels right for you, but there are some, you know, cracks kind of in the in in the communication or in the ability to understand one another, or it's in your life within the connection you have to yourself and that deepest part of you, that knowingness, like I talked about with Lisa Cherney. And so in, in talking with Melissa, it became pretty clear to me that part of what I have shared with you were just recently in kind of the formatting of the show is the important piece of sharing more of those tools and skills with you, sharing more of those topics of conversation that you can have with yourself about how to really deepen and step into your full expression, how to identify, as Melissa calls it, your genius, and then how to channel that genius. And one of the things that, you know, Melissa talked about is that, you know, we, well, I believe that we are born with this deep, deep connection and channel to our deepest creative highest self. I really believe that. I believe that when we are born, we are already aware at the deepest level. We may not have the physical language for it because we're babies, but we have that innate knowingness. And again, I'll point out that all you'd have to do to really witness that and see the expression of that happening is to view a baby. Look at a baby through the lens of observation only. You'll watch that that baby is curious about everything. That baby is inquisitive. That baby's eyes are darting around the room, taking in everything through the senses now. Looking being aware, they might not have the language, nor can they vocalize it yet, but they are watching and looking and taking it all in. And then as that baby begins to grow, they start to learn language and meanings. And that's where the pieces start to fall away a little bit. And our channel to our divine, creative, inherent infiniteness that deep love and capacity that we have for that infiniteness, it starts to diminish. And I believe that that's where our creativity starts to diminish too, is when we as little children are just being so creative and loving and you know wanting to explore everything, and we are taught by our caregivers to be careful or don't do that, that's dangerous. Or watch that little girls or little boys don't do things like that. Or we even add the judgment words like good little boys and good little girls don't do that. And I think that's where we begin 
to have more fear from the narrative part, right? From the story part of our mind, not not inherent fear like for survival, not that kind of fear, because that will help to keep us alive, right? But I'm talking the fear that's created through our mind and through what we're taught on, oh, I don't want to lose mommy's love, so I won't do this thing because every time I do, she yells at me and gets mad. So now I'm afraid to do it. So I'm not going to do it anymore. But I think that's where then we start to lose our connection to that deepest part of our expression and our deepest part of ourselves. I think that's where we begin to lose the channel, the open channel that we have to the genius inside. And like Melissa talked about, where her strong faith her life of strong faith as a Catholic prior to her daughter's birth and her being able to begin hearing those voices, it's what kept her going through hearing those voices and recognizing she's not crazy, nothing's wrong with her, that this is another pathway she's taking now, and she turned it over to the divine Again, she didn't force anything. She didn't try to make a meaning out of anything. She turned it over to her faith and her relationship with God to love. And she was able to discern then what was, you know, positive for her. What were the voices of the angels and voices of the saints and voices of her spirit guides and others' spirit guides versus her deeper voice within that may be judging it or questioning it, as well as other voices of those who had crossed over who were simply coming through her and she was channeling them, she was hearing them. And I think, you know, she pointed out that she had a framework already because of her strong Catholic faith to then be able to discern. And I think that's a really important piece is that when we are stepping into a place of genius within us, that discernment that's needed really comes from deep within us. It does not come from the outside world and the expectations of others. Because if that had been the case, then Melissa would have never stepped into this place for herself because all the people around her were reacting to this change in her with fear, right? They were judging it. They were criticizing it. They were uncomfortable with it. But she wasn't. She wasn't sure exactly what it was at first, but as she was able to discern and continue moving forward in hearing and channeling these, these spirit guides and discerning, it became more and more comfortable and it became more and more something that she embraced fully and it literally changed the course of her life. And so I know for me that my four-year-old self, her voice is what came through when I was 28 years old and ready to commit suicide. It was her voice that told me to reread the letter. It was her voice that told me as I was looking in the mirror, well, not looking in the mirror, but standing in front of the mirror, rereading that letter, my, my suicide note to my son, it was her voice that said, 
you are meant for so much more. Anything is possible. And it became her voice. My four-year-old self became the singular thread, just like in Melissa's life, her strong faith, that became that thread that carried her through these questions when she started hearing these channeling, these spirit guide voices. It became that thread for her, just like my four-year-old self and my awareness became the thread that saved my life ultimately when I was 28. But it's also the same voice that carried me through the assaults and carried me through all of the other painful parts of my life up to that point of decision that day when I was 28. It became the singular thing because I held onto that thread knowing what I knew that I knew that I knew. I held on to that knowingness inside that we are more than what we appear. And so it made it much easier as I was experiencing traumatic or painful things in my life to then not view those traumas and that pain through the lens of my ego and through the lens of my fear and through the lens of being human, but to be able to hold on to that deeper knowingness within. That's how you can blend both. That's how you can become a spiritually expressed human. You are still a human being living in a physical form. But if you know that you're more than just the body, more than the ego, more than your experiences and your conditioning and the past, it can make it so much easier to deal with anything you'll deal with in this life when you know that you're more than that. And so then it's like, well, how do we step in to find our genius? And how do we step into that genius within us and then express in that genius? Well, look, I'm 56. I have been working in my zone of genius for a better part of 24 years as a therapist. But as I was moving along in my career, I was also keenly aware at times of how I still felt boxed in and I still felt restricted. So was I really living in my full zone of genius then? Was I really channeling my genius? I was when I was with a client, sure, because I'm very present in the moment with them and the rest of the world stops. I cease to exist as Susan Desenzi. I am not the wife and the mother and the woman and the human even. I am in the role of holding a sacred container of space for my client to step into whatever it is they are choosing to step into and need to. I cease to exist in that moment. My family didn't exist. The world outside me didn't exist. Needing to go shopping later and buy some groceries didn't exist. I was literally just present in the moment with that client. So then, as I'm very present with them, I am obviously working and living and channeling my genius in that moment. But that's not life all the time. Because I am a woman and a mom and a wife and a mother, and I already said that. I'm a friend and a sister and a daughter, and I'm a human, and I'm a spiritual being, and I'm 
you know, laughter and poetry and dance and music and fun and integrity and all these pieces. And so those parts of me kind of then came back together at the end of each session when I was back into like really living in my form and going, oh, okay, now it's time to get ready for the next client. Or, oh, now it's time to make this phone call. Or, oh, now it's time to end my day, my work day, and get in my car and drive home. Oh, now it's time to go to the grocery store and pick up groceries and look at what's for dinner. Those kinds of things. So am I really living in my genius and channeling it all the time? Or was I just doing it sometimes? While I'm talking with Melissa, I realized that I may be channeling my genius a better part of the time, even when I'm, let's say, in the grocery store shopping. But I'm still also focused on the fact that I'm in human form. And so to find your genius, it's important to ask yourself, where are you living in the present moment and being in touch with that deeper part of you and being who you authentically feel you are and in alignment in that moment? And where are you playing a role? Whether it's because of past conditioning or because of somebody else's expectation or a boss's expectations, like where else are you not being in full alignment? And I have to tell you that I have some really exciting stuff coming up within the next month or so. I'll be revealing some more about the Desenzi code and some things that emerged and were born from the Desenzi code that have been a part of my work for 24 years, but I've now kind of put them down on paper and they formed kind of into this beautiful thing that can really help you begin to discern some of these pieces. And it's pretty exciting stuff. So, you know, keep staying tuned in because it will be tremendously helpful. I can only offer up so much as far as how to dive in and how to discern, the bottom line is you still have to be willing to kind of dive in and do the work and look at some of those painful pieces. And I, I can offer up that, you know, being able to tap into your genius is really asking the question, what lights you up? What do you feel incredibly fired up about and passionate about? What draws you in? What causes you to feel alive? And I know that I have asked some of that when I've asked my clients to answer the question of who am I and answer that without the roles that they play. Thus, you heard me a little bit ago refer to I am music, I am integrity, I'm authenticity, I'm compassion, I'm poetry, I'm music, I'm dance. It's that kind of thing, right? It's answering who am I without the roles you play of wife, husband, father, sister, mother, brother, daughter, son, friend, coworker, entrepreneur. It's answering that question at the core of who you are. What gives you juice and makes you feel alive? And that's where my I am's, some of what I've shared with you, come from. 
because that's just a part of who I am. And I've talked about that before. So it's time to revisit that. But now you're going to add a twist to that. Yes, you're going to answer who am I from that deepest place. But now you're also going to take a look at if one of those I am's jump out at you. Like one that jumped out at me was I am a spiritual being. I am infinite. That became the foundation for my recognition that that was part of my genius. That in stepping into that place, I could now channel from that infiniteness. I could channel who I am and how I want to show up in the world from that place of I am a spiritual being, an infinite spiritual being. And that has now dictated multiple other things in my life. This podcast, some of the writings that I do, some of the clients that I have, it dictates so many things now because I am channeling my genius. I am stepping in to my genius. So I truly believe that every single person has genius within them and has their zone of genius. So another thing you can do is start writing down, what do you feel you're good at? Not just what lights you up and gives you a sense of purpose and passion and fire, but what do you feel you're good at? Are there things that that you keep finding as a pattern, keep repeating, that are positive? Like part of the reason why I became a therapist was because I got tired of people asking me for advice. They seemed to think that I had some great depth of wisdom and knowledge and awareness, and they kept asking me for advice. And I'm like, I love this, but how can I make money from this? What do I have to do? And then I went and did what I needed to do back then in order to be able to do it. But this also happened when I was a kid, too. I know I've shared the story before of when I was nine and that my girlfriend's mother was coming to me at nine years old, asking me about relationships, wanting a piece of relationship advice. What nine-year-old knows about relationships? But some Whatever, energy, aura, attitude, something I gave off made her mother think that I could somehow help her. And so because that was kind of the story of my life and the patterns that kept repeating, I finally grew tired of it and said, well, shit, what do I do with this? And I would invite you to do the same. I guarantee you there are those aspects of your life that have happened over and over and over again. Maybe you have been in a teaching role your whole life, and that means you're a phenomenal teacher. You might be trying to force the issue and teach just a certain subset of the population or a certain grade or a certain specific thing or some particular topic, but overall, it could be that your genius is that you are a teacher. So then teach. What would you teach if you could teach anything and know that you would make a living off that? Or maybe you are someone who is an idea maker and you help to bring other people's ideas to fruition, but you've never really done that for yourself. 
then maybe that's your genius. So being able to channel your own genius and step in requires you to connect your humanness to your divinity, whatever that means for you, and to recognize how you can connect those two. And if you're struggling with that, as always, reach out to me. I will be more than happy to get on the phone with you for 30 minutes, complimentary, not a sales call, not a pitch, to help guide you on beginning that path. That is why I'm here. So absolutely go to susandesenzi.com, go to the contact page on the website, fill it out, reach out to me, and let's get on a 30-minute complimentary call together. Because you are here for a reason. And you are listening to this show right now in this episode for a reason. Recognize you are a genius. And you have genius within you that is ready to be birthed and ready to be seen and ready to come out. And the truth is the world is waiting for you to show up for them. I trust that you will step into that genius because I don't think you'd be listening to the show if you weren't ready to dive in, if you weren't ready to birth the genius within you, if you weren't ready to look to see where your genius lies. She or he is within you. I know it. I could feel it. So go forth and be the genius, spiritually expressed badass that you've always been meant to be. And believe that you are genius and that genius is within you. And you will find it if you open your heart to listening to your heart's voice instead of the voice in your head. Go have a spiritually expressed badass week. And I'll see you next week. Ciao for now. You've been listening to the Spiritually Expressed Human, where conformity is not an option. Getting out of the box is critical, and spiritually expressed means becoming the badass of your life while attaining freedom and inner peace. If you're ready to start that process, go to susandesenzi.com and click on the free gift tab to get started. You can also get the link in the show notes. Thank you for being here. And if you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to rate, review, and subscribe on your platform of choice. Until next time, be the spiritually expressed badass you are meant to be.